We're live. We're live here. If you're new to the podcast, what's up? It's Ivan and Mason. Hey, hey friends. If you're new to the podcast, I'm also kind of new because I didn't know we were recording until just now. <laughs> what's good? In the hood. How we doing? What's crack-a-lacking? I am in a super good mood right now. Mace, how are you? I am too. I am too. What's been going on in your life? So, I just dropped some new music. You guys should check it out. Woo-woo! Um, it's called White Caps. Check it out on Spotify, iTunes. Yeah, it's just under my name, Mason Bjorley. Guys, this song is so freaking good. Like, I am so proud of you. Like... This, this is what we're talking about. Like, we are so for people just going after their dreams. And Mason just hit a home run with this song. So make sure you listen. Yeah. I'm going to plug you even though <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> Tune in. Um, also, what did we just start doing last week as a team? Yeah, we started doing some photography business. Just a few things on the side. Yes. A little side hustle. Yes. Hustling. In the fifth, yes. not the sixth, the fifth. No, the seven oh one, because this is Fargo. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, um, we we started. We we both been doing like just photography on the side, um, and we kind of came together and started doing it together. Roundtable photography, baby. Yes, you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Make sure you jump on that. If you need seniors, you need you want to take pictures of your dog. Yeah, <laughs> let us know. We are on, or that. your pet rat, because we're into that kind of stuff. Hit or, us up, yeah. That's DM good. us, yeah. You can FaceTime audio us too if you have the <laughs> iPhone. Um, if you don't have an iPhone, don't even bother. Thank you. Yep, don't even text us because you don't like that green stuff. Yeah, yeah. Time for some shout outs, yes. really quick. Um, we just want to, we're gonna start doing this um, during our episodes every now and again. Just like appreciating people who are um, supporting us and what we're doing. So we just want to shout out some people that have been really good to us and recommended our podcast. So shout out to Chris Fugelstead. That's C-Fugie-F-U-G-I-E <laughs> on Instagram. And Alicia Geske, Alicia underscore Geske. I'm not yeah. going to spell all that. <laughs> yep, you, find, you figure that out yourself. Yeah, but. you got a dictionary? Pull it up because dictionaries yeah. are still in style. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, so we have a super, super special guest with us today. He's on FaceTime Audio. Uh, he's a super uh, huge inspiration for me, whether it's like design, video, photography. This guy's like next level. He tells stories like no other, and he's also a decent magician. Um, magician. Yeah. Magician. Yeah. Um, we're super excited to have Adam Kingman on the podcast today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do a, a, a silent little clap here because yeah. I really don't want to screw up the audio snaps. right now. Yeah. Some snaps, Come on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam, thank you <laughs> so much for being with us. We're so excited. <laughs> for sure, stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, do you just want to just uh, give the people a little introduction of yourself and what you do? I do. I definitely do. And if I pull up the audio. Cuts out every few seconds, so oh, okay. if I'm a little behind, or I miss your words. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, uh, we're okay with that. What's first, an intro? Yeah, just just give them the beans. Who the heck are you? Yeah. <laughs> Who the heck am I? Well, my 
name's Adam Kingman. I currently live in Austin, Texas. It's a wild, wild place, unlike anything I've experienced or lived before. It's super hot, but I think that's why I love it. Like right now, I'm actually sitting on the soccer field playing soccer with uh, all my friends. They're actually calling me right now. And <laughs> 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 they're missing, sending voicemail because I want to talk to you guys. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> but I moved to. <laughs> yes. I was uh, living in Seattle. That's where I went to school. So I studied industrial design in school, and I loved it. And I had no idea I wanted to study industrial design, but I sort of fell into it. I always loved taking things apart, building things. Um, I just had this curious drive that I would get fixated on things and always had to figure out how they worked, right? So suddenly I was taking these classes that encouraged me to critique and to ask questions and to find solutions and just always be building, always be drawing, always be thinking. And uh, so that major was industrial design. And after school, um, everything I learned in, in design sort of applied to the things I already loved doing. I grew up taking photos, uh, making videos with my friends in the mountains, and could apply that design-based thinking to kind of everything I did. And it's kind of led me to where I am now. I'm currently doing a range of freelance projects. Um, sometimes it's photography, sometimes it's video, sometimes it's design, and um, trying to find that sweet spot of projects I love where you have the freedom but freedom to um, kind of let let your heart let your soul to the talking right there's things inside you um, that you it's hard to keep them to yourself right and if you find the right work where that can kind of bleed into it um, it feels really good and that's kind of the place I'm at now is trying to take on more projects whether they're paid or unpaid or just purely passion where I can kind of let my voice and let my perspective um, out, if that makes any sense. Anywho, and I love magic tricks. <laughs> yes. So much. I'm always trying to learn a new trick. <laughs> but they're not that good. But they're just good enough to break the ice, which is great. Hey, that's all you need. Yeah. Come on. That's all you need. Just to just to fake it till you make it, you know? <laughs> yeah, so is that like the kind of story behind like... Yes. Spaceman and they call me a decent magician and stuff like that. Yes, um, Spaceman. I love the future. I love sci-fi. I love Rod Serling and the Twilight Zone and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but I'm also such a sucker for magic trick. Like, when have you ever experienced a magic trick you did not like? And so, always looking for opportunities to bring some of that unexpected whimsy into the world it's always fun yeah so um just for the listeners adam you want to tell them what um spaceman and decent magician are (laughs) great question i'd say spaceman just means my head is always in the cloud it's always looking to the future um i think the future is a fun thing to think about because it's unwritten, right? You can, yeah. You can craft any story you want, right? Because it doesn't exist yet. And I love just thinking about what tomorrow holds. Um, and a decent magician is just mediocre magic tricks, right? I, I uh, would attend these trade shows in the outdoor industry and 
it was always hard for me to find a label or a, a name to put on my business card because sometimes I was a designer, sometimes I was a photographer. Yeah. Sometimes I was uh, like fill in the blank. I didn't I didn't know and I didn't want to box myself in. Mm, yeah. And so one day I just put I go I guess I like magic tricks. I'm okay at them. And I didn't want to write magician or like okay magic. I was like, well, they're they're pretty good. They're not great. I guess they're they're decent, right? And it just stuck. And I'd hand somebody a business card after a brief intro, and they, and if they paused to look at it, they'd go, "Wait, ma- are you a magician?" And I go, "Well, a decent one." <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that's too good. They go, "Oh." They go, do you have a trick? And I go, yeah, I've got some tricks up my sleeve. And quite literally, I'll have a deck of cards like in my sleeves. And I'll just do some super simple magic tricks, right? Just ones that I've picked up over the years. <laughs> and people love it. And I love it. And they go, whoa, that was, that, was, that was pretty good. I go, yeah, it was pretty decent, huh? And they're like, yes, I get it. So anywho, it's just a, it's just a fun kind of little memorable piece um, when you first meet somebody and then it's stuck. That is, that's awesome. That's okay. such a good story behind that. Okay. Okay. I have, I have a lot of questions. This is really cool. Okay. First off, really quick. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 26. Okay. Young strapping guy, decent magician. How did you get to this <laughs> point in your life? Like you, you talk and like you you're coming from a place of so much freedom in doing what you love and finding out what you want to do. And that's really hard for, I feel like that's really hard for a lot of young adults. Like this, this podcast surrounds like a lot of those things that we feel like are stumbling blocks and you just seem to be in this place of freedom and not feeling constrained. And that's so cool. Like everybody wants to get to that place. You seem like you're doing like, like troubles come up and you like jump over and do a backflip or something over them. (laughs) Hey, that's, well, thank you. I, I sincerely appreciate your words. And that's a good question. Um, I think it is just, oh, it's tough to answer. I'm going to think, but I think it, it is accumulation of lots of practice, right? Doing a lot of work you don't want to do and doing a lot of work you love and you quickly figure out what feels good and what doesn't and trying to make what you love stick, right? Uh, it's kind of, Sorry, I'm th- I'm, I feel like I'm speaking like super nebulous, so I'll try to I'll try to hone it in. Um, but there is this book that I love. I'm dropping. I can't remember the name of it. I'll follow up. I'll follow up when I know the name. But sounds good. There's a chapter in it. <laughs> there's a chapter, and it says, "Like life's not about having it all laid out." It's not about a cakewalk, right? Like everything you love is going to come with a challenge. Like your dream car is going to need maintenance and your dream house is going to need some work. And your dream wife, you're going to fight with. Like no matter what you want, even your biggest dreams are going to come with problems. And the way to approach every day is to go, okay, what problems are worth overcoming? What challenges do I want to face? Because the other side is going to be worth it. 
and especially this past year uh, that I'm coming up on and doing freelance, there has been a lot of ups and downs and working with a lot of really great people and working with a lot of people very much less so. And you catch yourself and you go, okay, is this a hurdle I want to overcome? Like, is this a dead end or is this something I want to climb over and keep going? And almost giving yourself permission to go, oh, this, this is giving me a lot of anxiety. I'm losing a lot of sleep over this. Or I don't feel so great working with this person or working with this client. Or I don't, I'm not proud of this work even. And being really paying a lot of attention to those feelings really sheds a lot of light on what you should and shouldn't do. And I think in short, can they answer your question is if there's something you don't want to do, like don't stick with it. Right. Or all the time there's, there's a project somebody will ask me to do and it's a slippery slope. Cause if you say yes to this one thing and you don't like it, there's going to be more, right? It's like if you give a mouse a cookie, like if you hate the job you're in and you stick with it, you're going to, your next job is going to be very much like the one you have now. But if you make the change towards something you want, even if you don't know what it is, you just know there's something better out there. You kind of just got to take that risk, right? It's like talking back to space, man, the future. It's like, okay, like I've got control over my future. What do I want it to look like? And five years down the road, it's going to look way different. There's going to be big things and I'm not quite there yet, but what can I do tomorrow? Right? What, what can I start building in the meantime? Small steps. Uh, but I like what you said a lot about freedom. Um, the other day I was visiting, this is funny. She was our babysitter. I have two older sisters and we had this babysitter named Christina and she was incredible. But I think the last time I saw her was when I was maybe five years old and I ran into her in Arizona and she now has kids, which is crazy because time flies and it's just funny chatting with her kids the same way she chatted to me. Um, but I asked her, I said, Hey, Christina, you have such an interesting perspective on my family, watching us all grow up. How, what's your perspective on me? And she goes, you know, you're so much like your family, but you have a sense of freedom that nobody else quite grasps as much as you. And I thought that was so interesting because nobody's ever said that to me before um, until just now to you. So I like it. I dig it, but I'm still figuring it out. So hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's so good. Wow. I'm at a loss for yeah. words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was reading like a lot of your articles and it seems like one of the big things you do in the morning is like get distractions out of the way. And I want to hear like your perspective on that and like what inspires you every morning to get up and like go after stuff. Cause you seem to go after stuff pretty hard and it, it's so awesome to watch. Um, distractions. There's good distractions and there's bad distractions. And if the distractions gives you, guilt or frustration or it like keeps you up at night in a bad way that's a bad distraction and a lot of times that's like a bad relationship um or even like a messy room like waking up to a messy room you're like oh i gotta clean this when you wake up to a fresh room you're like ooh, 
I can run outside. I can go for a run or climb, right? Next thing. Um, and even that distraction is totally Instagram. Like, we're just saturated in this world where, like, you have to put your work out there on these platforms, um, especially as a freelancer. And it can be a dangerous trap, the persuasion of Instagram. And so trying to use Instagram as a tool of inspiration and not comparison. Uh, and a lot of times, that's I'll, I'll clean out my Instagram uh, every few months of just people who, I mean, uh, like if something if I see a photo and it makes me doubt where I am, I'll have to like put it on hold and I have to go. No, wait, I'm right now. I'm focused on Austin. Like I can't look at ski pictures because that makes me want to go to the mountains. Right now I'm living in Austin. I gotta look at fishing pictures, right? Um, and I'm trying to do a lot more animation, and so I'm doing a lot of uh, following Disney animators, right? Because I wake up and I see a Disney animator, and I go, "Oh, I want to draw," and and then it inspires me rather than distracts me from um, where I am and what I should be doing. And then. Um, that was like your first part of the question. And the second thing was kind of, again, that, that motivation to get up every day. And I think a lot of days, I'll just, you wake up in a comfy bed and you're kind of like, what am I doing today? I don't, I don't know. And that's what's tough about freelance is if you don't have a deadline or a project, sometimes you're like, what am I doing? Sometimes, sometimes it does feel super selfish because I like don't have a team all the time. I'm like, am I just doing what I want? And Sometimes it feels that way, so it pushes you. Um, my friend's inviting me to eat. Where are we going to eat? Chewies. Chewies? Yeah. yeah, I definitely do. Cool. I'll follow you. Yeah, save me a seat. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to go We're gonna go to Chewies. <laughs> Mexican food. <laughs> uh, but perfect, perfect timing for that interruption. Uh, there's this awesome group of people that I've met here in Austin. And they play soccer like three times a week. And I have no idea how to play soccer. And it freaks me out. And it stresses me out. And Mason, you kind of asked about things I've been thinking about today that would be useful to share on the podcast. And that was something I was thinking about is like deciding to continue to come to soccer because I'm like so embarrassed <laughs> because I'm so bad at it. But I'm like fast, right? And I've got, I've got stamina so I can run around and everybody will get tired and then that's when I pick up my pace and run around but I, it's this reminder to me to go no like face what scares me because nobody's good at something on their first try right like if something if somebody's better at you than something it's because they've failed more than you have and now it's my turn to fail a bunch at soccer and it's something I want to I want to get better at um, okay. failure is failure failure is like foundational right of, oh, yeah Failure is the foundation of growth, um, but those the people, the people, and the relationship and the community with them is kind of what motivates me, like, like a hugely to wake up, especially if it's morning soccer, right, or like climbing with a buddy or water skiing this morning. Um, like I'm so down to wake up early if I have a crew to just get outside with. Um, yeah. Adam, you're you're really you're really speaking to something that I'm going through right now, and I love you that. Cut out. You, I can't hear you. 
Oh, I Wait. said that you were you're speaking to something that I'm kind of going through right now. Did you hear that? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. What are you going through right now? Yeah, so I love that you brought up Instagram because that was my next question is how do you how do you deal with that like in terms of being a freelance artist and promoting things um because right now um i've been private on instagram my whole life that i've had an instagram um yeah and shout out to jesus <laughs> shout out to jesus <laughs> Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, I love this. Phone yeah, this call. is great. This is so good. Dude, I love, I love all the sirens and like people talking and like the whistles blowing. It's so, it's so much character where you're at. It, I just love it. It's life. Three, two, one. Okay, what was I saying? I don't even know. <laughs> you're going through something about Instagram. Oh, yeah, okay. I know where I'm at now. Okay, yeah. So, like, I've been private on Instagram um, ever since I got one. Um, I I'm, I was I've always been super critical about who follows me and who I follow and stuff like that, right? Um, but recently, um, when we dropped the podcast, um, around that time, I also started picking up photography because. Um, this year, like 2018, was it was really important to me to um, go after creative things that I have never gone after because of staying in my comfort zone. So that included piano last year, learning how to play piano, um, doing photography, and starting a podcast. And so I've kind of like trying to been hit, hitting, trying to hit those things head on. And Instagram now is harder for me because. I'm public now in terms of wanting to like showcase what I'm doing and promote the podcast and it's super hard because I see other people who are like doing photography or doing creative things and it's it's really hard sometimes to see other people um, who have been in the game longer than I am and it's also been really hard because um, you have to go through the grind to get to the place where you are doing things that everybody's supporting. And that's really hard for me when I don't feel like I have it figured out. And so this has been super new for me is getting out of my comfort zone and doing things and being creative the way that I want to without having a plan necessarily. And I think Mason's totally way better at that than I am. That's something that I'm learning how to do for the first time. And it's just like, it's hard. Yeah. There were some really good things you said, but you guys can still hear me, right? Yeah. yeah you sound clear as day. Okay, cool. Good. Have you, do you guys watch Chef's Table? No. No. Okay. There's a new season and the first season there's just this woman um, from New York and she's a baker and she was working in all sorts of kitchens all over the city. Um, this like wonderful, incredible, beautiful pastry chef. Right. And she just had this dream of starting her own place, but 
she was just hesitating on it. Um, and she just kept hesitating, and there's this point that she says, and I love it, um, where she just says, just one day I woke up and realized I don't, I don't owe the world anything, and I don't need anyone's permission to chase my dreams and make them a mar- make them a reality. And I heard her say that, and I was like, oh, that's it. She gets it. Like she is just crushing it, and that's totally it. Is I think far too often, like me myself and. Um, again, I can only speak for myself, is you kind of wait for the world to, like, pave a path for you to create something. Or you need somebody to, like, give you the opportunity to create whatever. And her just saying, hey, I don't need the world to give me permission to do what I love. I love that because that's totally where I was. Because I think all too often I hinge and depend on people's, like, people's encouragement or um, people's, like, support for me to create something, right? Yeah. And I don't know. I sound like now I'm, like, still thinking about that because there's so much more I want to do, right? We all want to do more stuff. And, and, I, and I love that, I don't know, you guys, you guys are, I'm encouraged by you guys just chatting with me. Yeah. But I still go, oh, I haven't even scratched the surface. There's so much more to do. Anywho. Yeah, it's it's encouraging. It's encouraging for me to hear that you understand what I'm feeling, because um, I think um, deciding to take the leap of being free to chase your dreams, to be creative, to create something from your own hands and your own perceptions is very scary sometimes because we live in a world where it's subconscious to want validation from people. And I, I hate wanting validation from people sometimes, but I do. It's, it's easy to be in that like mindset of like wanting somebody to validate what you're doing, but that's not the point. And it was never the point. And that's like really good that you said that. That's really encouraging for me to hear that. Yeah. I like just lock myself in my room and I, I don't show anybody like any projects I'm working on. I mean, I do like my close friends, but I don't put it out for the whole world to see. So then it's just like, this is something that I made because I love making it and not because I love, I mean, I love sharing stuff, but it's, it also gets to the point where it's like, I want to share it because I love it and not because I know that you will love it kind of thing. Yeah. That makes sense. That might sound weird. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's. No, totally maybe the thought process for us um, is to be or like ask ourselves the question, are we ready to showcase what we're doing? Um, Because showcasing what you are creating, you have to mentally be prepared for people to give you critiques or not give you anything. And maybe the question is, am I ready to handle that? Am I confident enough in what I'm doing and getting enough joy from it to where that is doesn't matter and that's not my heart posture again 
I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm catching the gist. I'm catching the gist. I'm using my logic <laughs> to fill in the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> my... Something that you guys just made me think of is a practice I always have to remind myself all the time is especially when I'm working on a new project or I really just want to release that like polished something, right? Like if I want, especially illustrating, like my illustrations, like there's stuff I'm so afraid to share because it's falls so far out of the norm of kind of what people expect of me. Right. And once you kind of develop a style, it kind of becomes your brand in a way that's just silly, but you almost limit, you put your own limit on yourself. Uh, which can be so frustrating and so silly. But what I always tell myself is something is better than nothing. And what I mean by that is, like, if, what was it? I heard this the other day. Also, my mind is all over the place. But I always try to bring it back. Same. I tell, like, five stories at once, and then they all connect <laughs> at the end. But uh, <laughs> I was reading this book about comedians, and this guy said, you know the Michael Jordan quote, like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? Yeah, classic. Yeah. Uh, this, th- this guy said, you miss 100% of the jokes you don't make. And I loved that. And that's just like, you can apply that to anything. Like, you, if you don't put anything out there, like, you don't get anything back. Um, and even if it's just like, half-baked ideas still get, are just... I don't know. I'm at a loss of words, but like, put stuff out there. Put stuff out there. I got to tell myself that anything, but that's it. Something, anything, anything is better than nothing, right? Right. Um, and you're like you're you yourself are always going to be your biggest critique, um, and people can take delight in just the simplest, simplest things, even if it doesn't meet your expectations. Somebody else is not expecting anything from you. And if you just pull out your guitar and like sing them a song, they're like, whoa, that was awesome. I didn't even know you could play guitar. That was great. Right? Like something's better than nothing. Like a magic trick is better than nothing. So like why not do a magic trick, you know? So, wow. Any you. <laughs> Maybe that's it. You miss 100% of the magic tricks you don't do. <laughs> did you like wake up out of the womb like this? Or did you go through some failures or some hardships that got you to like... <laughs> like this because i'm like where is like... are you a wizard that's my question are you a wizard or are you merlin are you really merlin in like a younger man's form <laughs> with a sweet mustache Dude, cool wish. hair flow <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I, I gotta get my mustache back uh, i think so much and since i was a kid, I've always, 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 always loved Walt Disney. Anything Disney. And it's crazy because you read these books about Walt Disney. So, like, okay, backstory. Since I was in eighth grade, I've wanted to work for Disney as an Imagineer and help build their theme parks um, just because they create experiences that I think you can't find anywhere else in the world touching it the sights and the smells and the sounds and how you feel and interact in these spaces. It's so magical. Like there's a reason it's the happiest place on earth and it's all like fabricated by these brilliant 
mine is called the Imagineers. But they're all led by Walt Disney. And you look at Walt Disney did, like, piece by piece. And he created, like, Walt... There's so many things. So many things. Uh, For example, Snow White. Like, the reason why he created Snow White was he wanted to see if he could create emotion that wasn't laughter from a human, from the audience. Because at that point in time, cartoons were only used for, like, short, simple gag reels. Like, people only laughed at cartoons, and nobody took them seriously. And he thought to himself, can I make somebody cry? Can I create an hour-long animation and bring tears to the audience? And so that was the premise for Snow White. And so he worked and worked and built this animation studio and created Snow White. And he's, like, in Carthage. Circle Theater in um, when is it 1938 and then like Shirley there and Frank Sinatra and Run on the Road and, like everybody right and he's just like sitting there watching the theater until the minute when Snow White bites the apple and like falls down dead and everybody's crying and he's like triumphant he's like ah oh, I did it I did it right like I got people to cry this has never happened before in a cartoon um, and that was like not even that was like way before Disneyland was even built. Um, he even I don't know I can talk about Disney all day, but he invented. Look up the multiplane camera. It's crazy. He invented this new camera, and only a few like I don't know six in the world were made. Um, and it's like the way it just revolutionized the way cartoons were made. But anywho, I think bringing it back, Walt Disney just was always pushing the limits. He called it plussing. It's like, how can we add more? Let's plus this. Um, and there's just always, always something more, always something a little more uh, whimsical, always something more memorable. It's just like anything you can do to break the norm. Like we all know what the norm is. The norm is the mundane. I like to call it the mundangerous. Escape the mundangerous, right? Because That's you don't cool. remember <laughs> from the mundane. And I look at where I am now when I'm 26. I'm like, okay, I'm freelancing. Some days are fast, some days are slow, but I'm remembering all of it. And I'm never going to remember 365 days. Well, I mean, I don't know how many days I'd be working in an office. <laughs> Whatever, however many days in a year I'd be sitting at a desk. I'm not going to remember all those. And I don't want to live a life that's forgettable. Um, and I look at, well, anyways, I feel like I'm just talking a bunch of stuff. But <laughs> No, it's making sense. Yeah, anyway. I like that. You're asking good questions, so thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super good. I think I think we're gonna um, we're gonna end this part here. Um, we're gonna do two parts this episode. So if you're interested in what you're hearing, tune in to part two.